I'm Carrie. And I'm Christina. We are two registered social workers living in British Columbia, Canada. We work with people who have experienced trauma, people who are currently living in trauma, and we have also experienced trauma ourselves. There's been a stigma around trauma, and we would like to bring it into the open and make it not so secret. We will be coming to you weekly to share our thoughts and opinions on how trauma impacts every area of our lives. Join us in exploring not-so-secret trauma. Hey everybody, welcome back. This week we'll be talking about grief and loss. This, We know this is a hard topic. Like, It's something that, surprisingly, not everybody has... Um, had to deal with depending on like their family structures and stuff or even friend structures Um, I in my life have had like people close to me die like throughout my whole life starting when I was two how about you Um, same here my grandma died when I was two Um, yeah I've lost Probably not quite as many as you, um, but kind of later, not throughout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, my mom has lost three of her four brothers. Um, and we've talked before about uh, my hospitalization when I was 16. So that was a year of a lot of change for me. Like my great grandma died that year. My one of my mom's brothers died that year, and then um, my parents got divorced that year. Oh no! Yeah, um, I don't. They did. They separated before I went into the hospital, but uh, yeah, it was a lot that year. So I think that kind of shows that grieving and loss isn't just about death necessarily, but because my parents also separated at that time that's something that we can consider loss as well yeah I was actually thinking about that last night because I have I'm separated and we're mm. divorced right now but I lost probably well half half my family I guess yeah because they've been family for 32 years yeah so you know that's something I hadn't really considered yet mm-hmm. um, until I was reading about grief and loss oh interesting yeah yeah because yeah. you like I know the same thing from when I when I divorced um, his family. I essentially never spoke to them again. Yeah. Like I saw them at my son's wedding mm-hmm. um, and spoke to them then, but not. I mean, it wasn't like we kept in touch. Mm-hmm. And then his brother, I reached out to him one time on Facebook because I saw that he had started a business, and I just said. I wish you the best of luck. Oh. But, yeah, that that's weird to have these people in your life, and then all of a sudden they're not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's a death or a separation or um, mm. end of a friendship or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. It's, it is a lot, actually. Yeah. 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 And I think um, even, like, just looking at any transition that we have or that we go through could be considered off, like, like changing a job. Mm-hmm. Um or moving offices, like when you worked in our office and then you took a p- permanent position in a different office, um, that was a transition or a loss because 
then it just meant that I didn't get to see you every day. Yeah. I think we've done a pretty good job of seeing each other yeah. three, four times a week, considering we don't work together anymore. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. that's that's the thing. I haven't lost you, but yeah. I have. Yeah. <laughs> it's just at work. Yeah. Yeah. Or even like moving <laughs> away. Like I, yeah. when we moved back to BC from Alberta, I had friends that, like really close friends that I just don't speak to anymore. Um because life changes and I don't know that I like properly processed the loss of those relationships. Um, We're still connected on Facebook or social media, but it's not the same. No. Yeah. I always think about that. Like, where does that, where does that go? All that energy, all the love. Yeah. Like what happens? Like, yeah, I was pretty close to like my sister-in-law. We talked all the time. And then all of a sudden, nothing. Yeah. So that that was a, yeah, I was a bit of a hit, I guess, and mm-hmm. just curious. Um, definitely have grieved that and wondered and considered reaching out. Yeah. But. I know when I, like when I, even now, actually, when I went through my divorce, I always wondered what the other side was being told mm-hmm. about what happened. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure to some people, it just seemed quite sudden. Yeah. Um, because people aren't in your relationship day yep. to day, right? They don't know yeah. what's happening. Yeah. 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 I've thought about that too. Yeah. Um, it used to bother me. It doesn't bother me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, I'm going to be 50. I just don't care as much yeah. <laughs> what people think. I just want to like, you know, live the rest of my life mm-hmm. and be happy. I think if anything bothers me, like the thought of anybody being told anything, it's still my kids. Oh, the kids. Yeah. 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 Like there's, um, there's things about that relationship that I don't ever want my kids to know mm. because it's not necessary. Like you don't need to know everything about your parents' life. Not at all. <sighs> and I don't need to know everything about my children's life. Yeah. For mm. sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. And we talk about grief. It doesn't always, you don't always think about a, like a friendship or something or um, loss of a job or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, there's so many different ways you can have loss. You can, I felt lost when I had to trade in my car. <laughs> For God's sakes. Yeah. Yeah. I had a panic attack, actually. I wasn't expecting it, but I was definitely attached to that car. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, because you live your life in the cars, and um, then all of a sudden, all the, like, when it goes, it takes all the memories with it. It really does. I think of, like, how many times, like, I had access to that car, and it got me to where I needed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, If I didn't want to be somewhere, I could just go. You know, there's there's a lot of freedom that comes with a vehicle. Yeah. Even though we're used to having one all the time. Yeah. And I definitely, I mean, it's not like I traded it in and, or sold it and didn't have a car either. Like, I still have a car, but it's just different. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. As with any relationship, like... Like, I didn't replace any of these friendships that I don't have anymore or whatever. Um, they're all different. Yeah. So if you think, like, where does the love go? It's going somewhere else. That's In true. a different way. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was having coffee with somebody yesterday uh, who is living with a family member that is um, going through cancer treatment. And it's not successful. Um so they're, I think they're pre- preparing for the loss, but um, this person was talking about how they felt surprised that it didn't feel real. 
Um, it didn't feel like this family member was sick. It didn't feel like anything was changing because they still behaved the same way. They still did all the same things they used to do. They just, you know, had a little bit less energy or a little bit less hair. Um, so we were talking about how it's going to change like when they actually become sick and like can't do their normal stuff mm -hmm. and how that'll change the processing of it. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of times people say that it's easier to accept the death of a loved one when they've been sick, but I don't think that's true. No, it's not true. <laughs> I've yeah. been through, I've definitely been through that where we were watching my dad die yeah. slowly and it was not easier. No. It, I kept thinking, I wish it would go faster for him. Mm, yeah. Like I can't imagine, like slowly <laughs> yeah. wasting away and not, because you get to a point where you have to make a choice about whether they, whether you're going to give them any food or anything, or if you're uh, just going to pat them with a wet sponge. Yeah. That's hard to watch. Yeah. There's no good answer to that. There's no good way to go. No. No, I remember, so my grandma, my dad's mom, when she was sick, uh, she went into an assisted living facility. And she, the worst thing for me to hear was that they were just going to make her comfortable. Yeah. Because then you know that... Okay, it's going to come quick. Those are the words you don't want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. And so anytime anybody's going through similar things and you hear them say they're just going to make them comfortable, it's like, oh, mm -hmm. it just makes me feel nauseous. Such a trigger word, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I So the majority of the deaths that I've gone through in my life have been sudden. Like my mom's mom was sudden. Like it... They were visiting us in Alberta. They were at my sister's house, and my grandma just collapsed, and that was it. Oh. And unfortunately, my sister's oldest daughter, like, has very vivid memories of it happening. Um, and like we've talked about it a few times, but it's how it impacts somebody of that age to hear, like to hear the emotional um, side of your mom and grandma realizing what has happened. Yeah. It's like haunting, I feel like would be a good word. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. I know. And then I was not in town and my sister phoned me and when she... When I answered the phone, I initially thought she was laughing, and I couldn't understand what she was saying, and then I realized that it was, like, hysterical sobbing. Uh. Yeah. And then I couldn't drive the hour and a half home because I was too upset. Mm -hmm. And so I had to wait for my husband at that time to come and get me, and, uh. yeah, it was... I do not like that night. I can still remember the feeling, like, going into the hospital and, like kissing her cheek for the last time oh. and just yeah I can't it's it's a lot yeah 
and there's still times now where it like kind of takes my breath away the I guess realization that they're gone do you ever feel that with your dad yeah I do I always dread any of the like dates whatever death date birth date father's day because I don't know how I'm gonna react yeah and more often than not I don't react but sometimes it just it's like I see like whatever a shadow of something or my son does something that reminds me of him yeah I always think it's gonna be like a holiday or something but it's like small things that trigger me and yeah it could be a Wednesday afternoon yeah exactly (laughs) yeah yeah um, have you ever had like dreams or anything about your dad? Like after he was gone? Um, I actually like my grandpa, um, died when my son was a week old and he was like my Aww. favorite person at that time. Like for, he's been my favorite person all the growing up and everything. So that one was a tough one. And I used to like wish he would come to me in my dreams. <laughs> and then my mom one day said, oh yeah, he came to me in a dream. And then I was so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I haven't thought about my dad in that way but I just think about things I do and I'm like oh he would definitely be my biggest cheerleader on this mm-hmm. or that or man it would be neat for him to see what the cars do now because he was such a big car oh, guy yeah. yeah yeah he wouldn't be it would be blown out of the water from like what our phones can do and right the capabilities that we have now like yeah. that's the kind of thing I think about like he's missing this stuff and he was so young it wasn't really oh, everybody says that it's not fair <laughs> like, yeah well, it's not fair. Like, whether or not it's a fact of life, it's not fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, has he come to you in a dream? No. Sorry, oh. that was your question. <laughs> no. Um, How, what about you? So, the same thing, like, when my mom's mom passed away, uh, I think it was, like, pretty quickly she appeared in, my like, the sister whose house it was. Mm-hmm in her dream I believe I'm sorry if I'm wrong um and I like so much jealousy because I feel like I had like a really special relationship with that grandma I lived with her for a little while um she was the first person that found out I was pregnant with my oldest son uh yeah so I feel like we had like a deep connection Mm -hmm. and so it was hard for me to, like, I wasn't there when she died, and then she didn't come and see me in my dreams. <laughs> but then, I, it was a couple years later, I think, I had a dream about her. Oh. And it was, like, the most encouraging um, thing that I could have experienced. I was going, it was right before my marriage ended, and... It was like seeing her, I guess it was kind of like her spirit, seeing her floating beside me as I was like walking through my life and just like, you can do this. Everything's going to be okay. Um, And then my uncle who passed away a couple years ago, uh, I got the phone call. Like I was already in bed. I was already asleep. The phone woke me up, and uh, even just talking about it, like, takes you right to that second. Um, And I went to bed that night, or I went to sleep, finally, uh, 
and I had a dream about him. Oh, I'm going to choke up here. And I remember walking up to him and saying, I thought you died. And he said, I did. I just wanted you to know that I was okay. Oh, <laughs> that is wonderful. And I've never told anybody that. Now you've told like, everybody. <laughs> now I've told everybody. Because yeah. <laughs> it was like so special to mm. me that, yeah. And so like on Facebook and stuff, oh my goodness, now mm. I can't stop. <laughs> um, his face will pop up because I'm obviously friends with his daughter and his wife mm. and him cousin. Um, and like they'll post pictures of him. Like it's not been that long, so it's still super fresh. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it just like takes my breath away to see his face, and I can still hear his voice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then a couple weeks ago, I think I told you about this. I had a dream about him and my dad's mom, <laughs> and I had never dreamt about my dad's mom. Okay. And. It was like such a weird dream. It was like we were at a family dinner and everything was normal. And she was there just like catching up with everybody and like wanted to know about everybody's life. And then at the end of the dream, um, she told me that I needed to talk about my bariatric process on the mm. podcast oh and I woke up and I was like oh my goodness that was so weird and then I told you and you're like well then I guess we need to do it <laughs> and it was that week that we recorded that I talked about it okay yeah wow I love it your yeah. dreams are so vivid my <laughs> dreams are vivid yeah. it's like crazy yeah yeah I don't know if I'm envious or not of that <laughs> don't be <laughs> it sounds hard sometimes <laughs> yeah there's times that I wake up and I um have to just sit and write it down because it's like so unbelievable like I had it this is so not grief and loss but I had a dream about uh my massage therapist that comes to my house and oh, yeah. does an hour and a half and it's like so wonderful but I had and so I had booked a session with her that day and I had a dream that night that she came and like prescribed me all this medication and she had it on a silver tray and I mean, there must have been 200 pills there, and I she wanted me to take them all at once, and I noticed that there was two of my, like, iron supplements, and I'm like, I already took these today. She's like, take them again. <laughs> Such a weird dream. Like, oh. what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, well, yeah, back to grief and loss. Yeah. <laughs> um... I know that there's like the belief that there's like the five stages, not the belief. I think it's true. Five stages of grief. Um, but I think that it's important to understand that it's not a linear process. Yeah. And yeah, definitely. You can go back and forth. Yeah. One stage twice or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's no end to it. And there's discovered. no end. <laughs> yeah. 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 It can pop up anytime. Yeah. Can pop up even if there's not a death yeah yeah well yeah and that's like going back to the like yeah. what are the things that we grieve um that aren't i wasn't expecting it to be things that weren't humans like i know mm. animals as hard oh for sure you know, that's crazy awful but yeah um like a car or a 
a home. You know, I've heard lots of people talking about, well, this home, I really liked it, or I missed this home. Yeah. It can be, yeah, you just wonder what, what the heck they're talking about, but they've, they've been attached. That's the thing. You can be, be attached to anything. Yeah. Not necessarily a person, but. Yeah. yeah. Even a teddy bear. Totally. <laughs> I know. I have. I still have the teddy bear that I had when I was one. Me too. And in my last move, I thought that I lost it. Mm. Or like when I moved. I think when I moved from Alberta to here, I thought that I had lost it. Oh. And then when we moved from our first place into our second place, I found it again. That's good. And that was like so huge. Mm-hmm. And now... It just is where I know it is. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I've got mine still. Um, and then, you know, I've had a lot of stuffed animals along the way or whatever. You always, I don't know if it's like a, because you're young and you're attaching mm-hmm. that you keep those. But I now have um, um, another one <laughs> that I'm attached to. Of all the things I could be attached to, I'm attached to my Grogu. Oh, <laughs> well, that's there's a good reason. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. gets dressed up for Halloween. He oh gets dressed goodness. up for Easter, Christmas. He has hats for everything. <laughs> More than I do. <laughs> um, yeah. When we, so our last move, we really had to downsize. And one of the things that I've held on to since I left my childhood mm-hmm. living, like I don't have a childhood home because we moved. Um, but when I, like my thing from then has been my stuffed animals Mm -hmm. and I had two like giant boxes of stuffed animals and I would start going through them and I would start crying and Chris would say, close the box, we'll move it (laughs) because he has stuff too that he can't get rid of. Yeah. Um, I'm finding though that I don't have like a lot, I'm not sentimental about a lot of stuff. So the stuffed animals, we just like, we take them. Um, But on the last move, I got rid of a lot of them. You did, eh? I did. How was that? It was okay. Okay. It was okay. Is it because you recently got a really big stuffed animal for like Christmas or something? <laughs> or your birthday maybe? He, I don't It was even so know. big. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I put Sebastian next to it and he's just like, what is this? <laughs> it's a teddy bear. It's so big that I can't even put it on my bed. <laughs> it like sits at the foot of the bed. Um. So I found this post that talks about the things that we grieve um and so like we've talked about losing a pet losing a loved one a breakup a job friendships um i'm looking at the list right now and i one of the things is a diagnosis yeah so i know when i went through my like health crisis a few years ago that was a huge thing for me that i like being diagnosed with, I think mainly the one, the one that was hard for me was diabetes. Um, I felt I had, like I had to go through feeling like I had failed that it was, what was the thing I always said? I did it to myself. Like I caused it because I didn't go to the doctor for so long. Um, Yeah, it's, that's a hard one, like a diagnosis, so that you know that your life has to change, and there's a lot of changes you have to make with that. Um, That's a good point. It's something I didn't think about either. 
Yeah. Sometimes it helps. Like I, when I figured out I had anxiety, it helped me going, oh my God, I'm not, there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. You know, that's a common thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think too, like my choice to go through this process to have surgery, um, I'm having to do like a lot of those same processes uh, where I'm going to have to make massive changes in my life and my habits just to get to the point where I can have surgery. Um, but positively, I met with a dietitian yesterday and there's a checklist that we have to go through and get um, like pass or complete the checklist. And she said that it looks like I've like almost completed it based because I've had to make so many changes having been diagnosed with diabetes and having like high blood pressure. There's a lot of changes that to your diet and stuff that come with that, mm -hmm. that a lot of the things that are required to get surgery, I've already gone through mm -hmm. so that feels kind of cool that's good yeah yeah are there any other things on the list that you found surprising um yeah not living the life I would have hoped that I would have lived mm. um I was thinking about that like a year ago yeah like I'm not Again, I was 47, but, like, feeling like I really hadn't done anything. Mm. So I made a lot of changes this in the past 12 months. Yeah, you have. Yeah, a lot. Like, even just doing this podcast, going back to school, moving out, um, figuring out who I am, what I like, that kind of stuff yeah. is a big deal. But, yeah, I was definitely, like, I felt like I was giving up or laying down before, like, mm -hmm. like playing dead, if right. you will. Like, yeah. I definitely wasn't living the life that I thought I would or that I knew I could have. Yeah. A chimney, like fears and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so that come, goes hand in hand with another one that's being unable to achieve a goal or fulfill a dream. So oh. I basically had to figure out what I wanted to. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were talking about that last week, I think, how you feel like you're Julia Roberts and yeah. you don't know how you like your eggs. Yeah. Just figuring out how I like my eggs. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that you're closer to that point? Closer, but not. I still have a long way to go. Yeah. 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 But you still, like, you're constantly making those steps. Like, you are constantly... I'm doing new things all the time. Yeah. 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 And change is hard. So I feel like I'm, like, a change ambassador now. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm doing things I didn't do a year ago. Right. Like, even just, yeah, going to yoga every week. That's, yeah, that's been interesting. That's not something I've liked before, mm -hmm. um, but I always feel better after. So I'm continuing that. Yeah. Laughing yoga. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I wish that it was at a different time. Yeah. Of it's, day. it's a bit late. Just because it's not a convenient thing for me because it's in a different town and it's like later in the evening. Yeah. Well, it's in the town that I work in and I don't mm -hmm. live in the town that I work in. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like half an hour home, half an hour back. It's hard, like, if you have plans that aren't right after work, because yeah. then you don't get a chance to sit down, and then you don't want to get up again sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Um, I think, oh, this one, uh, grieving the person that we were before something traumatic or life altering occurred. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, I'm trying to think for myself, like, I don't, I don't think that I necessarily grieve the person I was before, let's say my divorce being the traumatic event. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think that that was like a whole me. I was like, you just said like laying down and playing dead or yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The me that I could have been during those 20, 30 years yes. is what I was thinking. Yeah. That was, it felt like, a waste that I didn't just do stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm not going to grieve that person anymore because I'm excited to see what this person's going to do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that it's important to remember that we wouldn't be the people we are now mm-hmm. had we not been through those yeah. relationships. Maybe that's why change isn't so hard because change is hard, but I don't, I keep making changes. So yeah. And it's, not effortless, but I definitely get excited instead of fearful. Yeah. So the last one that I wanted to bring up was um, a faith transition or a shift in our other beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we've talked a couple times about uh, my involvement with the church previously and how things have shifted from there. Um, I found like that biggest transition for me was actually going through university and I think that it was my sociology class where things just kind of hit me like um groupthink is that the, is that the term do you remember that term? yeah um that was the one that I was like oh my goodness that's a little bit disturbing and I don't think it's intentional like I don't I mean, I think that it can be intentional, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that this specific group of people was like, okay, we're working to control these people's minds. And, um, and so I've had to really, uh, kind of grieve that life and those relationships and those, I don't know, practices, I guess. Um, but then also rebuild the life so that my faith is my faith, like my faith and my relationship with my higher power. Uh, yeah. That's, have you ever had anything like that? Maybe when I was 18 or 19, but yeah, like nothing that jumps out at me. I know I like explored that and, you know, then quickly had a bad experience. So was that the grocery store experience? Yeah. Yeah. yeah just a, yeah, and then I brought my kids when I thought maybe they should try it because I wasn't allowed to go to church when I was a kid and I was curious. So oh, okay. I brought them, but then worked at the daycare where they were. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really have to attend church. I was with oh, them the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just knowing like what they're learning yeah. so that we could talk about it at home. Yeah. 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 I think that's good. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, no real loss around that for sure. Like, because mm-hmm. then the kids start doing sports and pretty soon Sunday morning you're at the hockey arena you're not yeah there's just no ability to go to church now there's churches at different times and online it's that's different. true yeah. yeah yeah and you can all yeah and you can always like listen to podcasts or whatever that will um 
help you grow your relationship and stuff. Yeah. Um, when you were just talking about being in, in the church with your your kids and stuff, it made me think about another lost thing that oh. we didn't talk about around kids, like miscarriage or people that have discovered through fertility issues that they're not able to have children. Um, I like can't imagine that. I mean, I guess I can imagine it, but I have no, nowhere to base that level of pain. I think my biggest fear was loss of a child. Yeah. So I was like, still uber like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Even though they're older, it's still scary to think about that. But yeah, I used to think, okay, just get her through graduation. Just mm-hmm. get them through whatever. I want them to like see them married or, you know, yeah. to miss, I don't want them to miss out on stuff. Yeah. So. Not that mar- being married is the be-all, end-all, or whatever. Exactly. But, but just wanted to see them, like, happy. Happy, yeah. yeah. Um, which um, reminds me of another thing. It's like, supporting your kids through a grief or loss process. I feel like my boys had so much loss in their, like, high school years. There was, I don't know if it was because we lived in a small town, but... It seemed like every year there was a death oh of a peer. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, yeah, it's to watch your kids go through that grief yeah. is horrible. Yeah. Because you know that there's not anything that you could do or say that to take that pain away. Yeah. And you can't explain the death of a child. Mm-hmm. It like, no, it's not fair. Yeah. And one of them was, um, one of the boy's best friends that died from cancer. Oh. And that's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. That's not fair. <laughs> yeah. Aw. Yeah. So young. And I think, like, I think we touched on this a little bit, how it's, um, I mean, we keep saying it's not fair. It's not fair to us that are left here and still holding that love for that person and um, having to like not be able to talk to them again or not be able to see them again except for in pictures um but it it can be hard to process because it's like i talked to you yesterday how are you not here yeah yeah um and so i think that when we're going through the grief process or when we're supporting somebody through the grief process, I think it's important to be like really kind to ourselves and just um, take the time to feel whatever you're feeling. Uh, yeah. Good, bad or ugly. Yeah. Cause that's what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Good advice. <laughs> There's yeah. not much more you can do. No. Yeah. And then when you're supporting somebody through the process as well, just like create that space, like let them have that uh, time to feel what they're feeling in a safe environment. Yeah. And yeah, it'll, it'll strengthen your relationship. I think like strengthen that um, foundation because you'll have built like that other another next level of trust, I mm-hmm. think. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 There's definitely a lot of different ways you can have loss. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So make sure you're like feeling all the feelings. Yeah. It's okay. Yes. All of them. 
Um, and if, like, I'll put in the normal resources that I put in for, like, where to find help, but then I'll also link, like, some specific for grief and loss. One of the best resources that I've referred people to in our area is the Hospice Society, because they have programming for, like, every age. Um, that's just, like, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're still, if you're struggling and don't know what to do with yourself, volunteer for the hospice or somebody yeah. else. Yeah. I think that's so rewarding. And every time I put an angel, like, whatever, butterfly on the angel tree yeah. at Christmas time, I, the volunteers always say, this is the best gig I've got, I've ever had. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it's so, um, I don't know, um, healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like that physical action to, yeah, to help. Yeah. Um, I just want to acknowledge also that we're trying a new way of recording today. Um, so if there's a little bit of background noise, we apologize. We I started listening to a podcast where they did it at a coffee shop, so we thought we would try it. And we're sitting outside in a parking lot. Um, so if, if we find that there's too much background noise then we won't do it again, but we appreciate your patience in um, creating the space for us to grow. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Take care of yourselves, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you've enjoyed this week's discussion. If you have any feedback, please email us at notsosecrettraumapodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to seeing you again.